Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Makers Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Your host, the elusive one, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Sunday. 122.23. How's everybody doing out there today? I am sorry. <laughs> That's all I can say is I'm sorry. I suck. Um, whatever. Here's the trials and tribulations. Now, I give podcasters crap you know they go on vacation not even that they go on vacation oh it's christmas time we're going to take two weeks off okay i had all the intentions in the world to um to do shows <laughs> this past week and uh alas it eluded me and uh i uh what 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 do we got going on here Oh, here we go. All right, thanks, thanks for this, guys. Yeah, Welcome thanks, guys. Your yeah. Your the guys in the uh, in the edit room there. You, you guys, you right. Right, right, right? Here we go. All right, thanks, thanks for that, guys. I I, I already get enough crap when I don't do the show. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. I've said this time and time again. So if you're new to the show, here here you go. I do not make one red cent doing this podcast. I do this for me. I do this for you. I do this just to get a different bit of a spin and 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 a real person's opinion on the stuff that's going on. And the reason I say real, I'm not saying that the other <laughs> million or so podcasters are that out there aren't real uh i would say the top one percent of podcasters the people that you know joe rogan Stephen crowder you know glenn beck bongino tim pool you know so on and so forth shapiro you know you, you know who i'm talking about those people and i'm mean, i'm 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 going to leave people that do uh uh like storytelling uh, podcast out. That doesn't count. I'm talking about news and opinionated news, whether it's right or left. It doesn't matter. The people like that that do podcast get paid to do podcast, number one. Number two, I do this because although all those other people are real people, they're human beings, whatever, they... In my opinion, a lot of those guys and gals don't give the real world opinion of what's going on. Because most of those people work for a, a higher entity, let, let's say. Whether they work for Fox or CNN or MSNBC or, or a radio syndicate of some sort. Okay? They are beholden to certain stipulations so 
whereas they might be quote unquote ruthless. Um, I, how real are they? I mean, I would even go as far as to say this about Tucker Carlson, and I love watching Tucker Carlson. So, and I like listening to Bongino and these people. But sometimes, even those commentators, those opinionators, whatever you want to call them, swerve in a certain direction to avoid the collision of mediocrity. I, I don't know. Um, in other words, I don't give a shit because I'm my own sponsor. I mean, yes, we have sponsors, but those sponsors only pay dividends if you guys buy products from them. I don't get paid to be a sponsor for Christian Lawson and Redcon and Maker's Mark. I don't get paid just because I get paid if you guys buy products from them. And it's a little bit different. These other guys make money just pimping said products. So, you know, whatever, whatever. My point being is, if they swerve in a certain direction, they're going to lose sponsors. You understand? You lose sponsors. It don't matter how popular you are. I mean, when Tucker Carlson first came to air, and if you guys watch him or not, whatever, he, I used to watch him. He was on Fox and Friends on the weekends, and I've known Tucker, I not personally, but I've had interactions with Tucker for 10 years. And, um... When he went to the, his own show, he had sponsors, he had his sponsors, whatever. And as he started being the guy he is, he started losing sponsors. And I remember watching him, and it was like his only sponsor was uh, the pillow, uh, my pillow, right? And, you know, maybe like uh, Fox type sponsors. Uh, I, I, I don't know all the different pain medications, and Mike Huckabee does some kind of sleep thing, and so on and so forth. He had those types of sponsors, but as far as mainstream, like Johnson and Johnson and you know whatever sponsors, not so much, because they he swerved in a certain direction they didn't like. And a lot of your podcasters is ruthless, quote unquote, as they want to be. And, and, I, and I'm not picking on any one person in particular. I'm talking any of them, right side, left side, whatever. They stay in a certain lane so they can keep sponsors. Why? Because that's how they make their money. That's their job. Do I agree with it? No. I think if you want to be a truth teller, be a truth teller. If you want to make money, make money. So anyway, point being is this. <laughs> Ten minutes later, let me get to the whole point of the reason I wasn't here last week. It's because I was on vacation. Not that we were gallivanting and crossing the globe and you know flipping gold to blooms everywhere. But... Uh, we were flipping gold blooms everywhere, buying new vehicles, and oh, <laughs> my wife was on vacation too. So, guys out there and women that are listening to this, what do you do if you're a husband and you're married and you live in a a household? It's just me and my wife here, but I can't say, "All right, babe, I gotta go in the into the studio here for two hours." I'll holler at you later. It doesn't work like that, and you guys know this. If you're in a happy, loving marriage or relationship of any kind, you know this. So, anywho, with that being said, uh, that I was able to do the Monday show because, well, the wife was on vacation. Yeah, she went and got her hair done. Her and the girls, I think I talked about that on the show. Wednesday, we went and bought a new vehicle. Friday... Uh, I had scans. I told you guys I had a doctor's appointment, which is a whole other situation. Jeez Louise, I could go. That could be a show in itself. Anyway, so it is what it is. I'm here today, Sunday. If you're listening to this on Monday, I'm probably going to do at least three shows this week. This show probably won't go too terribly long because I'm thinking I might jump on here and do another show tomorrow. Me and Chris, uh, I, I told you about this on the last show. We are starting a new YouTube, uh, new YouTube channel. It's not going to have anything to do with Don't Tread on America. We are still going to do the Don't Tread on America podcast. Don't fear. Um, we're starting, and this is going to be strictly YouTube thing. And it's called Beards, Bourbon, and Banter. So if you want to check us out on YouTube, we're probably going to figure out a way to get everything synced up so it's on YouTube and Rumble, but I don't have a Rumble page yet, so just hang tight. Um, 
once we get all the kinks worked out and figure out, because there's going to be days where he's not here, so we'll do um, we'll do Skype and stuff like that. So I've been working on stuff. I've got the YouTube page set up. I've got a a uh, Facebook page working on getting that set up. And if you wanna if you wanna watch some goofy shit, we're gonna talk about we're two bearded dudes, right? We're gonna talk about different types of bourbons. Uh, Chris is Chris is com- com- Jeez, I, I cannot talk today. Chris has compiled a list of all 50 states that uh, a bourbon or whiskey uh, dedicated to that state. And, and oddly enough, in this country, bourbon is made in all 50 states. Now, a lot of people, the misconception is that bourbon is strictly a Kentucky thing. That's not true. Bourbon, and this is something I don't want to get into on this show because it's not what this show is about, but just to give you a little preview of that. Um, bourbon is an American thing. Bourbon can only be made in America. You could literally make whiskey in Canada, Ireland, wherever, Mexico, and and make it the exact same way that it's made in America, but it will not be called bourbon. It'll be called Canadian whiskey. It'll be called Irish whiskey. It'll be called whatever. Bourbon is strictly an American whiskey. It's whiskey. How does the phrase go? All bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Okay? And if you like whiskey, if you like bourbon, uh, if you like beards, and when I say the banter, we're just going to get up there and riff. We're going to show you how to make some drinks. It'll probably be a 30, 45-minute show. We'll uh, make drinks. We're going to do just different things. And if it catches on on YouTube, then I will... I will also be audio recording those shows. I don't know how audibly uh, entertaining it'll be. We'll have to see. But nonetheless, it'll be recorded um, if it catches on. We will start another you another um, another podcast channel for that. But that's a bridge to be crossed later because. Even though this doesn't cost a ton of money to do a podcast, uh, I, I don't necessarily want to double my uh, my uh, outgoing money until uh, I see it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? So, nonetheless, on with the show. So, just look look out for us there, guys. Um, go to YouTube if you want to follow the show. There's nothing up there yet, but if you want to follow it on YouTube, so you know, and then you'll get subscribed to the channel. Beards, bourbon, and banter. Subscribe to the channel and uh, follow us there. Uh, and you, that way, reason you need to subscribe is that way when we do get the shows done and start putting stuff up, you'll get an alert. If while you're on YouTube, if you want to go to the Don't Tread on America page, I stopped doing videos there because I kept on getting demonetized and it was kind of like a waste of time. So when we do start doing the beards, bourbon, and banter podcast um on youtube we will stay away from subjects that's going to get us demonetized as much as possible hopefully probably not but anyway so (laughs) if you're out there listening to this and you happen to work for a whiskey slash bourbon slash spirit company of any kind whether it's in florida or any of the other 49 states hit us up at don't tread on america uh if you want to sponsor if you want to send us a bottle of something make a drink with whatever, and uh, it'll be greatly appreciated, and it'll help keep the cost down. All right. Like I said, on with the show. Okay, so let's not forget about our other sponsor, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at christianlawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout for 30% off your purchase price. Check them out, please. Go to christianlawson.com. You might be a little late for uh, Valentine's Day, but if you check them out today, you might not be. All right. Okay, so here we go. I've got one segment. This is something I thought about today. I'm going to go into this, and then we're going to get into some news here. Get off my lawn, damn kids. All right. So here's my old man moment for the day. Okay. And by all means, I know this is my second get off my lawn segment with uh, where I talk about gym situations. Okay, the, the other one was gym etiquette. Because it was the first of the year, people going to the gym, blah, blah, blah. Okay. At the gym that I go to, that Chris and I go to, 
and uh, I don't know if this is a Florida thing, if it's if they have them all across the country or not, but we go to Crunch. So wherever those may be or not be, whatever. So Crunch is just a gym like any other gym. You know, you got your cardio, you got your free weights, you got your machines, yada, yada, yada. But in, a cr- in the Crunch gym that we go to, they have, uh, I think it's called Hit Zone or something like that. And over there they have like four heavy bags, right? And I would say the majority of the people that I ever see using the heavy bags are not boxers. <laughs> uh, now, am I laughing at them? Ha, 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 look at them. They're not boxers. They're using a heavy bag. No, because I'm not a boxer, and occasionally I'll use a heavy bag. But I also don't try to be uh, like I'm Rocky or like I'm, you know, Chuck Lee. Chuck Lee? Chuck Lee? Chuck, uh, fuck, <laughs> Chuck Norris or Bruce Lee. I was combining the two. I don't try to be, I guess Chuck Lee is Bruce's uh, second cousin on his mother's side. Um, I don't try to be something I'm not. So if, if you're if you're going to hit the heavy bag, just kind of, you know, just hit and you get in the cardio. But I said to Chris, so we're we're finishing up our workout and we're, we're on the cables doing some uh, chest flies and, and whatnot. And uh, there's two different guys on two different heavy bags. Uh, one guy was a bigger black gentleman. You know, I'm not making fun of anybody working out. I simply said to Chris, and, and the black guy hitting the heavy bag, he's just hitting the heavy bag, you know. But then he started to try and get, like, fancy. It's like, it's like I think some of these people, men or women, when they're hitting this heavy bag, fall into a, a fantasy world of what they're doing. They envision, I, this is just me, this is just what I think. So take it for what it's worth. <laughs> it's like they they fall into a fantasy of I'm training to be the next whoever, right? And uh, my advice, and I said to Chris, I said, you know, I wonder if these guys video recorded themselves doing what they're doing, if they would continue to do it. He started laughing, and he knew exactly what I was talking about because the the black guy's hitting the bag, and at first he's just kind of fung, 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 but then he started to get weird with hitting the bag. He's like kind of backhanding the bag. I don't know if he was practicing on going home and beating his wife. I don't know what the deal was, but I'm like, you know, just hit the bag, hit the bag, hit the bag. If you're right-handed, left-handed, however you know, do some hooks, do some hooks, do some jabs, you know, whatever. You don't need to be, this isn't a movie. You're just getting some exercise. Okay, so he wasn't that bad. Whatever. There's this guy. There's this guy, right? And I call him Monkey Man. Okay, now, I'm going to say this before I start making fun of him because this gives me credence to be able to make fun of him. So, fuck y'all, right? He's a rather hairy individual. I, too, am a rather hairy individual. But I maintain the hairiness, if you will, by keeping my arms trimmed. In the summertime, uh, I shave my back. Uh, my wife <laughs> nares my back. Whatever it's, whatever. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm hairy. It, it's not my fault. It's, I was, you know, was a Lady Gaga. I was born that way, right? So, I'm, I'm well aware of my hairiness, and I try to subvert that. So, in the wintertime, where I'm not quite as uh, manicured, if you will, uh, I make sure I don't wear tank tops for that reason because I'm self-conscious of my hair so to speak so this guy either gives two shits about that or thinks he's in the 70s and he embraces the hairiness more power to you whatever thus his name monkey man so very hairy wears a tank top every time he comes to the gym um and it's not even like a regular tank top it's anyway so uh he's over there he's got longer hair glasses not making fun of the way he wears glasses. I wear glasses, contacts, you know, whatever. Not saying, hi, look at that four-eyed geek over there. But I will say this. I said to Chris, he's doing some kind of rendition of crab, crab, was it crab ragoon, crab ragal, crab ragal, slash jujitsu, slash taekwondo, slash uh, anime uh, Japanese you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shit. He's uh, he's just doing all sorts of stuff to the point where he even ninja rolled up to the bag and then kind of slapped it. 
And that's when I said to Chris, you think if, does he, what does he think? So that's when I went into this whole thing about this particular guy probably lives with his mom. He's not a kid. He's easily in his 20s, if not older. Uh, probably plays video games. And Chris looked at me. I said, no, I'm not talking about Xbox, which I don't play any video games. But I'm talking on the computer, has the whole setup, plays Dungeons and Dragons. He's like a level 26 master, dungeon master, whatever. I don't know. Probably does LARPing. Probably cosplay. Probably does all of that shit. And in his mind, and this is what I just gathered watching him. <laughs> in his in his mind, I feel like he thinks he's the baddest motherfucker in the gym. Doing the stuff he was doing. And maybe he is. I don't think he is just because of his technique. But whatever. In his world, he probably is the baddest motherfucker. But anyway, my rant being this. If you're going to use the heavy bag, guys, just hit the bag. Don't pretend like you're a ninja. Don't just hit the bag. Don't try and work on your ninja techniques at the gym. It's not the place. That's my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. Whatever. Anyway, on with the show. If I haven't lost everybody that was listening. Okay, so do you guys recall, I've got about, I literally have one, two, three subjects. So we're going to get through this pretty quick. So do you recall a couple weeks ago when uh, Joy Behar had this to say? I've never seen a a luckier person than Donald Trump. Just as we're this close to getting him, somehow these documents appear. But here's the thing, Biden is wrong to have done this. He He was in office for 40 years. Let's find out what this is first. Again, Mm. one of the things that gets me crazy is before we know, it's already been spun a specific way. I don't want to see that. I want to see... Someone explained to me, A, how it's possible that after all this time, nobody yeah. knew this. Because to me, if you're missing classified information, I don't mean to laugh, but in my house, does, if stuff is missing, I know it's missing. Does it missing. feel like oppo research to you? Does it feel like the Republicans are behind it? It's I, not. I it did originally, but I'm sorry, sorry. but not, not now. Because one of the things, one of the things he's saying is that, you know, some of these, some of the locations where the docs may have been shipped in the transition I may see. have gotten taken and put, but still. So when I, I played that clip before, that was a, like two weeks ago, week and a half, it was the 12th. So, or I think that was actually the 11th was that show, but nonetheless. Uh, and I said uh, on the show when I talked about this initially, where, where she was like, it just magically appears. And of course, it had to go to Republicans planting evidence. And I think in a roundabout way, they were all on to something. I think Joy Behar was on to something. I think, I don't know all the names. I know Whoopi Goldberg. I think the other chick's Sonny something or another. That's the one that says something about Republican, whatever. And then even Whoopi Goldberg made a good point that maybe it was someone, something. And we just, or I shouldn't say we, but most people on the left assumed that, you know, it's funny, like she said, it's funny how these, these documents just magically showed up. Like you wouldn't notice they were gone. Okay. Well, you could say the same thing about Trump stuff because he had been out of office a year and a half and magically enough, right? But I'm not comparing Trump's situation to Biden because I honestly think that's two separate situations. I think the difference is here is Biden, it's not like Biden just took these documents last week. He's been out of, he was vice president. So supposedly all this happened when he left from being vice president. So what was that? 2016, right? 2000, January of 2017 was the, his last day of work as far as being the vice president. And all that stuff that they're finding now, 10 years later, or not 10 years, seven years later, is magically appearing, right? So I get it that... It's it's interesting how all of a sudden this stuff is appearing. And, and I agree. It is interesting how all of a sudden this stuff's appearing. You, you watch whatever news you watch. They say, oh, here he is. This, you know, they found documents in his garage where he keeps his, uh, 
where he keeps his Corvette. And look, here, here's a political ad when he was running for president in 2020. He's back in the Corvette. That, that's the document right there. Okay. But, and, I, and I'm not sticking up for Biden. Okay. I'm not sticking up for Biden. We don't know that those are the documents. We just see a pile of boxes and stuff. It could have been. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But they are saying documents were found where? The Biden Penn Center. The, the uh, garage in his office at the house and you know in all these different locations they keep finding here there you know it's a little bit it's not like it's a whole like with trump it was his stuff was in a room it was locked it was da 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 it wasn't in 26 different locations okay so i kind of think that the ladies i'm gonna okay i'm gonna give them some credit i kind of think the ladies on the view were on to something why do i say that well this is breaking this broke Last night, okay, and uh, late it was actually late last night. I saw it early this morning, and it's interesting how this stuff happens on uh, on the weekends. But uh, Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, to resign amid classified document scandal. Now, Ron Klain, chief of staff, is it a big deal that Ron Klain is retiring? Or let's not even put a name to it. Is it a big deal that Biden's chief of staff is retiring? No. Or resigning, whatever. No, it's not a big deal. Why? Because every president before Biden has had at least two chiefs of, chief of staffs during their tenure. I think Trump had three or four. Obama had four or five. Uh, Bush, I think he had two, maybe three, you know, so on and so forth. So it happens. These people retire because I would imagine the job itself isn't much of a probably probably gets you your foot in the door in certain situations. Um, probably isn't the best paying job. I'm not saying they're making a minimum wage, but they're probably probably making two hundred thousand, maybe I don't know, a year. So I granted I would take it, but I imagine it's probably stressful. You know, it doesn't matter who you're the chief of staff or what president it doesn't matter. I imagine it's somewhat of a stressful job. You have to keep a lot of people in line. You got to be checking on this person. You're over the 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 uh, Korean diversity hire. You're over all those people that talk and do whatever for the president. You're over them. You're the chief of staff. You're the chief of his. You're basically the store manager of the White House, essentially. So you have to make sure it's it's. Just, I'm sure it's a stressful job. So I'm sure a lot of these chiefs of staffs, including Ron Klain in history, have retired. Or resigned because it's just too much, too much bullshit for the pay. When I could go to the private sector, whether this guy ends up on CNN or MSNBC or in the or working for a defense contractor, I'm just speculating, making five times what he's making and have a fraction of the stress. So, do you blame him? No. The interesting thing about Ron Klain resigning is the fact that now. His name is being in linked in with this whole um, classified documents scandal. So, supposedly, now he hasn't actually resigned, but this is going to take place this week. Um, so he'll reportedly step down from his role in the administration, and they're going to have to find someone else. Who that someone else will be, don't know, don't care. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So, according to the New York Times, uh, Ron Klain has been telling colleagues privately since the November midterm elections that after a grueling nonstop stretch with Mr. Biden's side going back to the 2020 campaign, he is ready to move on, according to senior administration officials, and search for replacement has been underway. So, you know, it's kind of like Jen Psaki leaving. Oh, Jen Psaki's leaving. Oh, that's weird. We got Korean diversity hire. Not a big deal. Presidents go through press secretaries. What Trump had three or four himself. Biden had three, four. It, it, it is what it is. Another stressful job. You'll probably see a new press secretary, I guarantee you, during the course of this year. I guarantee you, you will see a new press secretary probably before summer. That's just my thoughts. But last week, and as the last couple of weeks, I should say, these classified documents were found at Biden's house and at his office and so on and so forth. It was revealed earlier in January that the president kept documents from his uh, from his time as vice president. 
in the think tank at UPenn, which we talked about, and they were found in November, was not revealed until January. This is stuff we already talked about. The information of Klain stepping down um, came to the Times via colleagues of Klain, who have been hearing from the Biden officials that he intends to leave his position and it's unclear when he will make his official announcement. Klain worked for Biden for two years as his presidency. The anonymous colleagues of Klain's who spoke to the Times said the announcement would likely come after the February 7th State of the Union address, but with Biden's expected to announce by spring he is running for re-elections, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of people are saying that did Klein, uh, was he responsible for these documents appearing? Did And I'm not saying that he took them from wherever and put them in these areas. I'm, uh, well, let me rephrase that. I'm not saying that he took the documents and the documents were taken by Biden. I'm trying to figure out how I want to phrase this. The documents were taken by Biden. I think Klain, Klain, uh, Ron Klain knew about these documents. And then he strategically... They were pro. They maybe they were in their garage. Maybe they were in the pen. Maybe they were wherever they're finding these documents. You understand what I'm saying? But now, because it's not that the FBI's raided Biden's anything. It's not that the DOJ's raided Biden's anything. Now, granted, he's under investigation because of these uh, because of these documents, right? But who found the documents? Who brought the documents to the public's attention? into the DOJ's attention, into the National Archives' attention. Who did that? Well, that was his lawyers, right? So did his lawyers, was uh, Ron Klain, I, I don't know if it was Chi, uh, um, if it was the White House counsel, his lawyers, or if it was Biden's personal lawyers. I don't know what they mean by his lawyers. But as chief of staff, did you kind of give them the Iggy? Hey, he might want to go check uh, here, and you might want to go check there, because... This stuff was found back in November. It was kept hush-hush because of the elections, once again. Maybe that would have swayed people's mind on voting for senators and congresspeople. Maybe, maybe not. But <laughs> as soon as all the dust settled from that, now all of a sudden we're finding these documents. And some were found back November 2nd, I think they said. Is Klain responsible for the discovery and the public? publicizing publicizing of these findings did he plant the documents no i think the documents were probably there and he probably knew they were there he just once january came and uh in the last two years of this term for joe biden of course the questions pop up are you running again are you going to rerun are you going to run now mind you he said when he ran for president initially, he was not seeking, he was not going to seek a second term. This was just a way to cleanse America from Donald Trump. So, <laughs> I think the powers that be don't want Biden to be president. Um, there's a lot of speculation going around that will Biden step down? Will this particular scandal get to the point where we're just scratching the surface on this scandal? Will this get to the point where now all of a sudden Joe retires? Not saying anything bad is going to happen. He probably won't face any kind of... Um, he's obviously not even kind of close to facing any kind of ridicule that Trump was facing. Um... Not saying he's going to go to court, he's going to go to jail, nothing like that's going to happen. Not saying he's going to die, but I could honestly see maybe in the next six months, possibly him retiring. If it gets too much, and then they ride out the last year with Kamala, because, you know, whatever. And then you start positioning who to run for president on the Democratic side. In 24, that's been the big question. Who? Is it Kamala? Is it Pete Buttigieg? Those are some of the popular names you're hearing. But one name you're not hearing, and more than likely will probably be the case, is Michelle Obama. Old Mike. Why? 
well, she's relatively young, so you don't have a 70-year-old Hillary Clinton, you know. You don't have a demented Joe Biden. It, there's no way, number one, I could imagine him actually running again. Number two, winning probably just because of the way we've seen elections go the last couple of go-arounds. But putting another four years in, right? So, um, Buddha Judge fits the narrative, you know, gay, male, but young, but he's an idiot. I'm sorry. Look at all the troubles that he's going to be easy target for all the infrastructure problems, all the flight problems, all the situations. He's an easy target. Kamala's dumber than he is. So I, I, I'm going to say this, and I'm not saying that, that everybody loves Michelle Obama, but everybody on the left loves Michelle Obama. She would be the perfect candidate. Black, female. You know, what makes her qualified? Well, what made Hillary, Hillary Clinton qualified to run for any kind of office as senator, be secretary of state? Whatever made her qualified? She's Michelle Obama, in that sense, is equally as qualified to run for office as Hillary Clinton was, is, whatever. Um, Hillary Clinton was a lawyer. Michelle Obama was a lawyer. So if you go based on those stats, she is equally as qualified to run for president as anyone else, including Hillary Clinton. I think what gives her favor is her age. And I don't know exactly how old he is. I mean, she is. Oh, Freudian slip. Um, but I'm guessing late 50s, early 60s. I don't know. I'm guessing. I don't I have no clue. Don't care to look it up. Doesn't matter. Um, so anyway, I think this is the beginning of the ball rolling of the end of Joe Biden's presidency. Whether that end comes in the next six months or the next year and a half. Because he will not be president in 2024, whether he leaves before then or then. So just, it that's my opinion. A lot of people aren't talking about this. The good thing about doing a show, whenever the hell I want to do a show, doing a show on Sunday... If you listen to this on Sunday or early Monday morning before all the other podcasters get their their jaws warmed up, you're already going to know the backstory on the whole situation. Sugar water. All right. So, but just in time for the Biden documents and the Ron Klain uh, retiring, resigning, whatever you want to call it, just in time for all this, also last night, what happened? Oh, wow, look at there. Another mass shooting in California. I love how you get on Twitter and people are like, oh, another mass shooting, guns, oh, we got to get rid of the guns, oh. And I also love how all these mass shootings are happening in blue states or blue cities. So, guns, I'll say this time and time again for the umpteenth million time, guns are not the problem. People are the problem. Now, I have plenty of guns, and not once has any of my guns disappeared out of my house and gone to kill anybody. So... It's the people. The gun is a tool. If I used a shovel and killed 10 people, is it the shovel's fault? No, a crazy madman with shovel killed 10 people. Right? But when the gun's the, the tool, gunman kills 10 near Lunar uh, New Year's Festival in California. Now, if that person had a shovel, would it be shovel man kills? No, it'd be, it'd be a crazy man with a shovel, blah, blah, blah. So we got to make sure we we preference the gun on this. So what's the story? Gunmen killed 10 people at a ballroom dance studio amid Lunar New Year celebrations and then may have tried but failed to target a second dance hall, authorities said on Sunday. An urgent search was underway across the L.A. area for the subject. L.A. County Sheriff Robert Luna uh, said the shooting at the Star Ballroom Dance Studio in Monterey Park left five women and five men dead and wounded another 10 people. Then, 20 to 30 minutes later, a man with a gun entered a, entered the Lele Ballroom near Alhambra. Luna said it's still unclear whether the events are connected. The incident in Alhambra may be related, Luna said. We're not quite there yet, but it's definitely on our radar screen. The suspect in both cases were described as an Asian male, Oh, well, there you go. There's strike one. He entered the club with a gun. People wrestled the weapon away from him. 
Before he fled, Luna said investigators are interested in a white cargo van that may be seen leaving the area. He said uh, the sheriff declined on <laughs> the sheriff declined to say what type of gun was recovered. Um, he said investigators believe that the gun was used in Monterey Park was not an assault rifle. The massacre, which sent fear through Monterey Park, uh, the Alhambra's large Asian American communities, was a nation's fifth mass killing this month. It is also the deadliest attack since May 24th when 21 people were killed in Uvalde. Um, Monterey Park is a city of about 60,000 on the eastern edge of Los Angeles, um, composed mostly of Asian immigrants from China or first-generation Asian Americas. Then shooting happened in heart. Blah, 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 blah. So what's the spin going to be? Okay, the fact that this happened on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever you want to call it. We'll call it Saturday night. In an Asian community, whether they're Chinese, Japanese, whatever, doesn't matter. They're Asian community. First strike would be, oh, look, here's Asian hate. This is Donald Trump's fault talking about the Asian flu. But it was done by an Asian person. So can't use that. Okay. Well, he was obviously, he was killed that many people. It had to be an assault rifle. Wasn't an assault rifle. If I had to guess, if it wasn't, which technically the term assault rifle would include every single gun out there or shovel or machete because you're assaulting. That's a verb, not a not a noun at any rate. If 20 people were killed or, or injured, okay, there, if and it wasn't a high-capacity, semi-automatic, deadly-killing machine assault rifle, what could it be? Okay, if you guys know anything about guns, and if you've ever shot guns, there's only one answer to that question. And that's an assault rifle. No, uh, it was a shotgun. I don't know this to be true, because obviously the sheriff hasn't said. He has said it's not an assault rifle. Therefore... Uh, it's not the deadly AR, it's not the deadly AK-47, which would be your typical, if 20 people were shot, 10 people were killed, 10 people were injured, uh, that's at least 20 rounds, right? So, automatically, you would assume it was a, a, uh, assault rifle, it was an AR, it was an AK, something that holds 30, 40, you know, whatever kind of rounds, or multiple magazines, or whatever. The sheriff made clear to say that it was not an assault rifle. So the only other gun, in my opinion, that could could have been used in this situation, obviously we don't know yet, was a shotgun. It had to be a shotgun because that caught that's able to cause the most damage to multiple people. If you have a shotgun that holds most of your shotguns that you buy wherever hold five, maybe six rounds, depending on the size of the of the uh, buck. Or, you know, the uh, cartridge that you're using. Uh, if you're using like a buckshot or, uh, you know, not a zero, but, you know, something that has multiple round, uh, multiple balls in the in the round, you can you can hit multiple people with one bullet, so to speak. Um, kind of dumbing this down for people that might not know anything about guns or if you've never shot a shotgun. Um, they're loud. They make a big mess. And uh, at close range, you could really do damage on multiple people. So I'm assuming a dance club, people, this place is packed, people are dancing, da-da-da. You walk in there with a shotgun, you start blasting. Yeah, whether it's a pump or a semi-automatic uh, shotgun, people are like, oh, semi-automatic, there you go. Oh, semi-automatic means you don't have to pump it. Just you push a button, click one bullet, click two bullets, click three bullets. Uh, now I will also say uh, some... Shotguns can be, you can feed them with a cartridge. So it could have been a situation where the person had a 10-round magazine or a barrel or, you know, whatever. Um, but if I had to guess, like I said, it was probably a shotgun. That's my guess, but here's the thing. It's, sat, well, it's Sunday now, but Saturday night this happened. Sunday the news broke. We heard, if you watched the news Sunday morning, you heard all about it. And what happens is you'll probably hear a little bit about it tomorrow. But as the story unfolds a little bit more, it's going to go away. Why? Why is it going to go away, Don? Not because 
it happen in an Asian neighborhood at an Asian dance club. Not because of that, but because it happened in an Asian neighborhood by an Asian guy. Same reason why you don't hear about every shooting in Chicago where a black uh, person, a gang member, whatever the case may be, shoots another black person. Why? Because we don't give a shit. I'm not saying we don't, but that's the narrative. Now, if this was a white guy going into the uh, whatever dance hall in Alabama, whatever it's called, um, this Asian immigrant community, and this white person went in there and shot the place up, whether he used a, an AR, an a, uh, AK, or a shotgun, or whatever the case may be, you wouldn't stop hearing about this story. The fact that it was an Asian person that shot Asian people and a assault weapon, assault gun, rifle, whatever you want to call it, isn't involved, story's dead. Like I said, you might hear about it tomorrow on Monday. You'll probably hear about it on different podcasts. Uh, will it be gripping the world news? No. Um, unfortunately for Ron Klain and Joe Biden, it won't be gripping the news. So what else is going to happen? I guess we'll have to wait and see. All right. And last but not least, I saw this. <laughs> what the fuck is Lindsey Graham doing in Ukraine with his other fellow deep staters? I am not a Lindsey Graham fan. This is him Friday night in Ukraine, oddly enough, with uh, Dick Blumenthal, you know, because why wouldn't you be there with the greedy, grimy-ass Democrat, and I don't know who this other dude is, but Kevin here's what he has said. Said no blank checks. That makes sense to me. We're not asking for a blank check. I'm not. I'm asking for military aid to accomplish the purpose of driving Russian invaders out of Ukraine. If Putin gets away with this, there goes Taiwan. If Putin's successful in Ukraine is not prosecuted under international law, everything we've said since World War II becomes a joke. He will continue beyond Ukraine. Let me, let me put it uh, slightly differently. Who cares? Um, why are these guys there? So, supposedly, um, I'll, I'll read the story here. This is out of uh, The Insider. So, Senator Lindsey Graham said he's tired of the shit show. So let me read this. Senator Lindsey Graham urged the U.S. and Germany to send tanks to the Ukrainian military during the visit in Kiev on Friday as Western defense officials meeting in Germany failed to agree upon sending weapons. The South Carolina Republican <laughs> visited um, Ukraine along with Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal, uh, I like to call him Dick, of Connecticut, and Sheldon Whitehouse. <laughs> mm of Rhode Island. The three lawmakers who have been supportively supportive of sending additional aid to Ukraine met with the Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky. Why? He was just here last week. Why did you guys have to go to Ukraine? All three of us, one Republican and two Democrat, all deep staters. Oh wait, that doesn't say that, but they were. They are. Share the same goal for Ukraine to drive the Russians out of Ukraine to achieve the goal Russian military needs or I'm sorry, <laughs> Ukrainian military needs tanks. Graham said to uh, during the press conference after the Twitter, blah, 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 I'm tired of the shit show surrounding who, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Whatever, whatever, I'm over this whole Ukraine-Russian thing. If, if we are too stupid as a fucking country to know, and I'm not talking about these people, I'm talking about us, to know that this is a giant money laundering scheme. It doesn't matter if they're Republican. It doesn't matter if they're Democrat. They're all doing the same thing. Why in the fuck, and I've asked this question a hundred times, why in the fuck are our important quote-unquote lawmakers, whether they're Republican, Democrat, presidents, vice presidents, speakers of the House, going to a hot war zone? If this place is allegedly as dangerous and deadly as they're saying it is, which we have no proof of that other than what they are showing us. Why are these people there? Why are they going to meet with Volodymyr Zelensky? Why? And the reason I ask this is this. The WEF just got done with their meeting last week on Friday. Okay? Zelensky wasn't there to beg the WEF and the people for money. He signed a contract with BlackRock to help 
with his finances and securing his loans from America, not loans, but his payments from America to do whatever with his criminal regime. But um, he didn't go to uh, to the WEF, to Davos. He didn't go there. Uh, Klaus Schwab and them didn't go to him. BlackRock, Larry Fink didn't go to him, right? Why is it that our quote-unquote important people going to Ukraine, why are they going there? You could have just as easily talked to Zelensky via Zoom, right? Why are these guys going there? I'll say it again. If Ukraine is as deadly and as much of a war zone as they're claiming for it to be, you do not go there, okay? Presidents in the past go back to the, in our recent history, go through the, the, the Gulf War, Desert Storm, you know, Afghanistan, you go through all those situations where uh, Bush, Obama, Trump went to these places. Well, Don, they went to these places and they broke bread with the, uh, with the uh, troops there. True, but they didn't go into the war zone. They went to where soldiers were, were stationed, but they didn't go to the front lines or behind the front lines. Okay? And when they did, <laughs> you didn't know about it until after the fact. Why? Because obvious reasons, right? But yet, we have no problem. I mean, granted, who's Lindsey Graham? Who are these guys? It's not like Biden or Kamala's going over there. I mean, hell, they don't even go to the border. But Nancy Pelosi went over there. And I guess if you want to call her an important person, she's third in charge, right? I mean, she's not now, but she was. Um, why? If this place is so deadly. I just find this interesting. In his Twitter feed, he goes, I'm tired of the shit show surrounding who is going to send tanks and when they are going to send them. Putin is trying to rewrite the map of Europe by force of arms. World order is at stake. Did he miss a word in there? Was it supposed to be the new world order is at stake? Hmm? Hmm? I don't know. But if you guys can't see that we the people are being treaded all upon. That's the, the the crux of this show. Don't tread on America. And we are being gang raped by these fucking politicians on a daily basis. Another example. Debt ceiling. We hit it on Thursday. I talked about it last week. Is this the start of something? We, we're hitting the debt ceiling. We're running out of money. We just signed a spending bill. Now you can say, well, Don, the debt ceiling and the spending bill are two different things. Okay, true. But the massive spending bill that we just signed is going to cause us to hit the debt ceiling next year even faster. Or not even, I say next year, this year, I should say. It's only January. That means if we fix the debt ceiling problem now, we're going to hit it again in like three or four months. The whole point of the quote-unquote debt ceiling is we're not bringing in enough money to pay the money that we're spending, including the money we're sending to Ukraine. So what does that mean for you and me? That means they're going to raise taxes. They've got to find income, right? So that means they're going to raise taxes somehow or another. So be ready. Inflation's bad enough. We're going to get it again. I thought it was interesting how Janet Yellen said with the debt ceiling situation, uh, we're going to have to take you know, certain measures to uh, fix this if the Congress won't fix it. And, of course, it's the Republicans' fault. And, of course, it's the Democrats' fault. It's all their faults because they all approve these fucking spending measures. The The debt ceiling isn't necessarily because of the things that were just signed recently, but because of the infrastructure bill and the things signed earlier last year. Those hens are coming to roost, so to speak. So when you spend money you don't have... Just like me or you, if you spend money you don't have, you're going to hit the debt ceiling, which means you run out of money. Unfortunately, we can't raise our debt ceiling. We just don't have any money. <laughs> That's the beauty of our politicians and our government. The thing is, is similar things happened 
like this, not exactly the same, but similar, back in 1774. And we lost our shit. We as a country, I shouldn't say as a country, but as a colonies, as the 13 colonies, lost our shit when the king of England put a tax on tea. Now, you might be thinking, and I could even say this, tea, really? They put the tax on tea, we lost our shit. Okay, but that'd be like, uh, I mean, I don't know what the most popular drink across this country is, but I guarantee it's not tea. You know, whatever that drink is, whether it's a soda, beer, whatever the case may be. Um, it's, But even then, in this country, look what we did with cigarettes. We taxed the shit out of cigarettes. I don't smoke, so whatever. But the best way to get people to quit smoking was to tax the shit out of, of uh, cigarettes to make them so expensive you can't afford them. Smokers didn't lose their shit and go to war and <laughs> fight the government. They just, some said, fuck it, I'm still going to buy these this pack of cigarettes for 10 bucks. And some people quit. In 1774, they said, we're going to impose a tax on, on tea. <laughs> what? We lost our mind over that lost our minds to the point where it started a revolution it started a war we are seeing that a hundred times fold now on a daily basis on everything and we're just like we're a bunch of fucking pussies that's what the problem is we're a bunch of pussies the revolutionary war was fought by three percent of the population at the time could you imagine if 3% of this country stood up to the government? You're thinking, okay, that's not that many people. It's 90 plus million people. Okay? And even if you take women and, ch- well, not even women, but if you take children out of the mix, it's probably a good 75 plus million people. And some of those people would be military, believe it or not. When will we, as a people, not a country, not a government, when will we, as a people, say enough is enough and start throwing tea into the fucking Boston Harbor? I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever happen. Because the 3% that I'm talking about might talk a good game. But we all live in comfort. In the 1700s, it was a little easier. There was no iPhones. There was no Wi-Fi. There was no TV. There was no motor cars. There was not a single luxury. (laughs) It was easy to say enough's enough. Nowadays, we're we're spoiled by comforts. And I'm not saying you guys are spoiled by comforts. I'm saying we are spoiled by comforts. I'm including myself in this conversation. But it's going to take people like us, myself, and whoever's listening to this, to say enough is enough. I'm just a regular dude. Full-time job and a part-time podcast. Now my full-time job and allows me to enjoy the spoils of life. I'm not saying I'm super rich, but we live a comfortable life. Would I like more money? Of course. Who wouldn't? But that's the problem. That's what we're all worried about is more money. Can we go on vacation? Can we do this? Can we do that? I like my air-conditioned house. I like my heated house. I like water. I like to take a shower every day. 250 years ago, they didn't worry about that shit. Because <laughs> you were lucky if you took a bath. You were either hot or you were cold. <laughs> it was how it was. It's easy for me to get on here and talk shit and say whatever. It's another thing to, to do it. So, anyways, now I, I can end the show on a light note of uh, world domination by our government and the powers of P. And it's not just our government, because it's the whole world. <laughs> All right, guys. Not a laughing matter. Uh, you guys have a great day. It's Sunday, um, January something or another. Was it the 22nd, 3rd? What is it? I know I wrote it down. There it is, 22nd. <laughs> guys, please follow us on social media. Don't tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, 
and TikTok. TikTok's probably going to start fading a little bit. Uh, I think I'm going to start doing show clips on there because I'm going to move the drink stuff to our TikTok uh, drinking page. Um, that is to be announced. I haven't I got it, but I'm going to change the name. So right now it's uh, Bullets and Bourbon Podcast if you want to follow it. Uh, the name will change here as soon as I can, as soon as I can change it. But nonetheless, uh, follow us there. Check us out on our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And please, guys, go to our new YouTube channel, uh, Beards, Bourbon, and Banter. Follow us there. Subscribe to the page if you want to know more about hairy dudes drinking whiskey and talking some shit. Like I said, if you want a break from this type of bullshit, it's not going to be this. It's not going to be, you know, it's going to be... It's just going to be crazy shit. We're going to drink some whiskey. We're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to show you how to make some certain drinks. And uh, we just want you all to be there with us. So with that being said, guys, you have a great day. And I'll talk to you again on Wednesday, if not before then. So subscribe to the show, whatever podcast app you're listening to. And uh, I'll talk to you all later. You guys have a great day.